Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here for more of your listener questions, including some great questions about how to keep the kids entertained when they're in lines. I know we have Genie Plus, but Eric has a great question as a concerned dad, how to keep his kids entertained and not kicking each other in the shins during the lines. We've all been there and we have some awesome feedback on that. Also, what about that Disney adult, that kid that is 10 or 11? Can they still order off the kid's menu if the younger sibling gets a, a Mickey waffle? We know that they have to pay the kid's pri- the adult price at the sit-down uh, charactered meal, but can they still get the fun foods? And we talk about that. And also, what about character dining for introverts? That's another question we have, and we also discuss at the top of the show all the changes coming to the Boardwalk Resort and why the Odyssey needs to become a sports bar. Here are my thoughts on that and more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget today's podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney getaway. Drop by themagicforless.com today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do without you. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2054 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. And of course, today is, well, it's pre-St. Patrick's Day. It's the day before. So get your green all laid out tonight because I don't even know if this is a thing, right? I mean, we're kind of coming out of covid and, you know, different world than it used to be back when uh, when we were in school. You know, you used to get pinched if you didn't wear green. I doubt that's uh, anything anymore. I doubt that's very much encouraged in elementary schools. But uh, I don't know. It's, I haven't been. When you work from home for the last six years, I mean, I don't even know what the norms of society are anymore when it comes to things like that. But St. Patrick's tomorrow. And uh, hopefully you have some green beer or a green donut, whatever it is. And you have some uh, luck of the Irish, at least. So, uh Let's get ready with for that with some listener questions. So today, joining me, we're headed down to Atlanta, Georgia. The Dream Team is all back assembled, and one of those members, of course, is Ricky from themouseforless.com. Ricky, happy pre-St. Patrick's Day. What's going on? Happy pre-St. Patrick's Day. I have my, I should have put them out for the podcast. I have my St. Patrick's Day ears uh, that I totally should have grabbed. Uh, so they will be worn tomorrow. I will be the only person in the office wearing ears and I will be happy about it. So, <laughs> but they're perfect. I mean, they really are St. Patrick's day ears. So we'll see. I got them at like Walmart years ago, actually. I, see, I don't know if you noticed, but is of the day we're recording because obviously we record the shows on Monday. 
I have on what? my attire here on the video. You can go back and watch us on Facebook and YouTube. But do you know why I'm wearing this attire on this day? I, it's a special I mean, day. I have a guess that involves something about baseball. And, you know, probably if I had to guess pitchers and catchers or something along those lines. Close. It does. So I have on my Cardinals jersey, which was my gift, my big present for Christmas this past year. I got a Wainwright jersey, finally. My favorite got Cardinal it. of all time. So excited for that. And the baseball's back. So I'm super excited for that. And the workout started in down there today so i'm excited for that but as of recording today on monday it's march 14th which is pie day in most places so a lot of people are eating pizza tonight but in st louis 314 is oh, it's st louis true. day it's stl day because it's our area code. <laughs> that's yeah. true of course, it is. of course now i've moved out to st charles which is 636 but you well know, it's you know that's all right yeah so <laughs> It's, it's STL day. So you got to eat toasted raviolis, have some gooey butter cake. and Or if you really want to do it pizza. right, you eat Emo's, yeah, pizza, Emo's pizza because then that's definitely 3.14. A little so. Provel cheese on the uh, pizza oh, there across the street. Me. I should have totally gotten yeah, I'm telling you. It's uh, STL day as we're recording. So I got the Cardinals jersey on in celebration of my town. Anyway, yes. joining us as well, we're headed to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the home of Primanti's. Uh, sandwiches, which I love. I've had them once in Indianapolis, and that place is now out of business. But it was a good day. We have Pam Forrester, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Pam, what's going on? It is a good day. And yes, we are home of the Permanis sandwich. So good. Um, and that's how you say it, Permanis. Permanis. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. You, like, we don't enunciate a lot here in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of words that don't get the full enunciation, um, you know, as the spelling goes. But it's just, you know, that's our that's our speaking turn. We say yins, yins. and we eat it for manis. I did see the Permantes. Uh, see, I'm saying it wrong. So like St. Louis, but I did see their social media accounts. They were uh, courting other uh, quarterbacks on social media because, you know, Ben has retired. And so they were trying to entice other quarterbacks from the NFL to try to come to Pittsburgh uh, by offering them sandwiches, like lifetime, you know, contracts. I know, sandwiches. right? That's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the sandwiches, yes. Um, it's so funny. And I loved, I saw the best meme, right? You saw that Tom Brady is back. Yeah. And Tom Brady's back and they said gas is so expensive. That Tom Brady <laughs> had to go back to work. I was like, yes, that's yes. hysterical, yes, right? Yes. No, but um, too funny. Yes, our gas prices are crazy. Um, totally went up 30 cents overnight. Then again, then again. I mean, just nuts right now. So. Dude's married to a supermodel. He can't stay home for 40 days. It's crazy. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, he, has, he probably has big vehicles, so that would be pretty <laughs> I would assume so, yeah. yeah I did yeah. see a commercial. You know I mean? Yeah, I did see a commercial on TV last night of like a big, like a uh, Dodge Ram pulling a gigantic trailer. And I'm thinking, dude, <laughs> right? nobody's buying that thing right now. No, it's like, I, I mean, I've always wanted about one. RVs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've kind of always wanted one of those, but right now I'm like, oh man, that would just no. cost as much as my house to take a trip to the, you know, yeah. down to the grocery store. It's crazy. Right. But uh, so, okay, we're getting questions in the live chat, which that's why we're here. But I wanted to talk to you about this anyway, before our awesome live studio audience was asking about this breaking news over at the boardwalk. And I think we kind of knew this, that the ESPN club, I we had some inside information that was not going to reopen. They yeah. were going to repurpose this, but the boardwalk, you know, that is going to get now that the, the ESPN club restaurant is going to become another restaurant which is going to be a sit-down table service restaurant but it's also going to have a bakery attached the boardwalk bakery 
is going to get changed into a sandwich shop sponsored by Subway, which was ironic. no, no, not that no, the no, sub, no, not the sponsor by no, Subway. Not Subway. Part, okay, sorry yeah, about that. But Subway, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be Jimmy John's. Um, shop. <laughs> no, who knows what it'll be? But it will be a sandwich shop, and there's going to be a coffee shop coming off yes. the lobby of the boardwalk there. So I think it's going to be in that little sundry store, is what I'm hearing. That little. Oh, I've TVC heard the shop. Bellevue Lounge. No, that is not happening. Stop freaking people out. That is not happening. That is not right. happening. No, right. I've heard that is that is not the case. You just freaked everybody out. So stop it. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So I was just going to ask you though, as you heard this news, and of course they're going to, they're going to, I think they said last week before, like kind of separate from this announcement, they're going to redo the rooms. They're going to rework the lobby. I mean, the boardwalk is going to get a lot of love here in the next, it's like two or three years. So Ricky, what do you think? I mean, is this, I'm sad because I think Walt Disney World needs an ESPN. It really, whether it's on the boardwalk or not, I think it's a great spot. I hate that that's going away. I think it's a perfect spot for the world to come together and watch sports. But we came up with a great idea for another location for this. And you will die when you hear about this. We came up with it last night on the live show, which you can hear tomorrow. But what do you think overall, the the boardwalk news? Because it's big news. It is big news. And you know what? Really on... So Brian and I actually had a conversation about this and it was it was kind of along the lines of he this was Brian, I would like you to know, that said this. You're on a Walt Disney World vacation. Why are you going to watch the game? So that was Brian. Uh, because and- you're a fan. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't you don't check your fandom when you go on vacation. It gets stronger. No, Brian just listens to it. No. And his ears <laughs> this, this is true. He do- I mean- but he doesn't interrupt it. He doesn't interrupt his vacation. <laughs> this is true. He doesn't. You've got a good point. He will just probably listen to it uh, uh, yeah. in his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean... I kind of agree. I am surprised that they are getting rid of this location uh, because, you know, one of the big questions we get asked, especially around sports time, you know, football. Yeah. Where do we watch the game? Exactly. Where do we watch Where the game? Watch you know, we get that Super question Bowl. a lot. And, you know, I mean, there are still a few good choices. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian and I were talking about that. And, uh, you know, the, you're going to have, I said City Works, which is a really good choice. Um, yes. But there's also Splitsville, um, which is also another good choice. So I think the choices are going to move to like Disney Springs instead of, you know, uh, instead of having a giant ESPN, you know, yeah. area uh, and the boardwalk, which honestly, it's a lot easier to get to Disney Springs than it will ever was to get to the boardwalk anyway. So, Great. I mean, I guess. I guess that's a good thing overall, um, but I mean, it does feel like with them taking it out, there is a little bit of a a, a small hole um, in in the way of like you know. I mean, yes, City Works, but I, I mean, I haven't been there for a game. I mean, I'm assuming they they played the you know the game loudly there. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I've heard know. I've heard it's a great place to watch games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know they have like a bajillion TVs. Oh, there's also Rick's, um, which is at Disney's uh, Coronado, Coronado Springs. Uh, which is a apparently a sports bar. Uh, it is. I've watched I've watched games there, but it's it's not big. It's no, it's, it's not okay. big at all. Which yeah. is why I forget that it exists a lot of time. But they are. It is Rick's Sports Bar. Uh, is I think the official mm-hmm. name of it. So yeah. So that's another good place to go if you're like at Coronado. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a big. I mean, it's a big hurt for people who are looking to watch the game, especially if you're over in the Epcot. Or Disney's Hollywood Studios area, you know that that's a that's a that's a big thing. Oh, Pam, do you know? I know you've been to the 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 
the brewery that's there, um, which is obviously still staying. Which we, we talked about that. Like of, of all the things, yeah, of all the things, to, yeah, a big grill, a big river grill. Like of all the things to survive, that place could have been. I, right? I know. Yes. When I, like 15 years ago, it could have used. As <laughs> exactly. I know. Like it just could. Like it's not a bad place. The food's not no, bad. It's fu- we went like there a couple that. years ago. It's fine. It's part of right the Gordon Biersch, um, you know, chain company and all that. Famous for beer, whatnot. I think it's just been the same decor for as long right. as it has been. It's not open. much to look at. Like, I hate to say that. Yeah. No, it's no. Like, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the Ford Taurus of like restaurants. It's just it's <laughs> like it's utilitarian. It, right. It has an outdoor eating space as well as indoor. Um, but yeah, it's it just feels like it's had the same menu. Yes. And the same decor since it opened. So I think it could just use a judge. I mean that area, but that. I think that this is such an awesome addition to the boardwalk area. The fact is this cake place is it's not just a cake place. Right. It's going to be much more than that. And sort of an experiential thing too, right? I mean, to have those kind of options, that's really cool. Especially when you're right there by uh, the boardwalk, which is um, a villa resort. When you have people who are coming back year after year to have those experiences, you know, to have something to do, I think is important. They're going to have tea, afternoon tea, right? Which also then a lot of people are going, well, are they going to still have afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian? Which, of course, they haven't brought back yet. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And that was such the problem with the grand Floridian tea is there were the demand always far outweighed the capacity of that resort of that restaurant. Maybe this will help increase capacity and it'll give people another place to have afternoon tea. So it's a big spot. The ESPN club is a big spot. Yeah, It, It really is. So, and I think the fact that if they change the boardwalk bakery into a sandwich shop, I think that that really gives them a lot more opportunities to, because right now they're Casey, the oh, case yeah. where they have food, they're out of room. Yes. Right. By the time you get in yes. your croissants and your kids' meals and a couple of the sandwiches that you offer and a cupcake or two, you're done. Like you used up all your case space. This way, I think they'll be able to really focus on that and leave like the the morning breakfast items as well as some of the bakery items to the restaurant next door i think they'll probably always still have some dessert items i think that that's just a part of a quick service right and eventually if we see a dining plan come back it will probably include some kind of sweet thing or snack thing or something like that so they'll offer that but i'm excited about this i'm excited excuse me i'm excited for it don't get me wrong but i just think like the opportunity to develop needs to be on the opposite side of the boardwalk on the villa side like on the side with jelly rolls and, and atlantic dance hall I know that they use the Atlantic dance hall for like corporate events. I've been there for like a social yes. media thing and stuff like, and I know they need spaces like that, but it seems underutilized. And Agreed. the thing, you know, here's my biggest pet peeve. And again, I'm coming at this from a sports fan perspective, but Disney owns ESPN and right. ESPN broadcasts like some of the most major sporting events in the world. I mean, and we talked about this on Sunday night's live show, which will again air tomorrow on the feed. And we had a great conversation about this with our callers and Scott and everything, but there's a lot of international ESPN channels that we don't get in the United States. Whenever you go on a Disney cruise and you go into like 687 or O'Gills, you don't see the United States feed of ESPN. You see the international feed. So you see sports like cricket, you know, because that's hugely popular outside of the United States yes. in the Caribbean and, and you know, over in India, it, it's hugely popular. I get into those kind of sports 
when I'm on the cruise. Like, I don't I don't even know the rules of cricket, but it's kind of interesting because I feel, you know, like it's 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 sporting and I want to understand, you know, like World Cup soccer. I really don't care about World Cup soccer, but like when I'm in international waters for some reason, like and <laughs> that's here's all the, you care about. But yeah, no, but here's yeah, the yeah. thing, though. It, like, because and we talked about this, so I'll only hit it briefly. But like, when the World Cup was going on, Phil Scheingold got us a table at ESPN Club to watch World Cup because it was like super popular. It was hard to get a table in there, so you had to like prepay for it. You had to like have a minimum of like purchases for like apps and drinks and stuff. We got a table in the middle of the place, watched World Cup, and I'm not a big soccer fan, but here's the deal. It was so awesome to have a place where like the world, like fans from every corner of the world were in this building, like dying with every pass, shot, save and everything, you know, because I mean, in World Cup, I mean, these people were from, you know, this was pre-COVID, obviously. I mean, there were people from every corner of the world cheering on their country like this. And it was life and death. And is somebody who didn't really have a dog in the fight. I had such a good time just being in that environment, you know, like. It was like being at B-dubs when your favorite team's playing back home, but like on steroids. It was incredible. Here's the other thing. Okay, so that's going away. I think it's a shame Disney doesn't have some gigantic... Here We talked about what about if they made the NBA experience at Disney Springs a huge replacement for this. But here, we came up with a better one. This is outside the box thinking, but it would work. Okay, here's the deal. What closed today? Or what closed on Monday? It just closed on Monday. The, the Epcot, Odyssey. the Odyssey. Oh yeah, the Odyssey. Yeah, you yeah, turn, yeah. you turn the Odyssey at Epcot into a sports bar. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. It's the transition between Future World and these neighborhoods mm-hmm. to World Showcase. And the theme of this is sports around the world. And you always have sports playing. Mm-hmm. So you you could have during during the Stanley Cup Finals, you have some hockey playing. So somebody that's from South America, that's foreign to them. Maybe they get a little taste of hockey. But during cricket finals, some big cricket tournament, you have cricket playing. And you have all these sports going on all the time because what brings people together in the world? You have food, you have music, but you also have, I mean, I'm telling you from a sports fan, but I mean, I'm telling you this is true. Sports brings people together globally. And you could introduce people to sports. I mean, everybody would watch it. You have apps, you have foods. That could be like sports around the world. You celebrate it in the Odyssey. It's not a crazy. It's it's crazy, but it's interesting. Not. I don't. I doubt that they have the kitchen facility to deal with that. So they yeah. have to do. They'd have to do some behind the scenes stuff. But I think that they could. I think that it's not a bad idea. I mean, really and truly, it isn't. And I think that they could offer like it, the fact is they could offer some events. You know, there, right? During like the finals, tell me that people would not pay like 50 bucks to have a ticket in there and it includes like some apps or a drink or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, I think it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And then think about poor Epcot, man, the attendance there would go up. Oh, oh yeah. Incredibly, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing is, you know, because the Epcot experience went away because obviously most of the stuff they're previewing now is being built and opening up so they really don't right. need that anymore so they need to kind of repurpose that building hopefully soon and not let it sit mm-hmm. I, I i'll be honest like i went in there one time with Paige because Paige is a huge soccer fan 
and we were on vacation again during World Cup. So I've watched it three places with Paige because that's what you do with your daughter. We watched it at um, ESPN. Thanks to Phil Scheingold. He got us that table. It was awesome. We've watched it on the Disney Dream during one of our cruises on deck on the Funnel Vision. That was awesome because, again, people from all over the world. But the other place was in the Odyssey. They repurposed that place. Now, it was crazy popular during the World Cup. It was so popular, in fact, that it was like one in, one out. We lined up for two hours to get in to watch World Cup inside there because they had big screen TVs and they were serving apps and drinks. But you couldn't get in. Like, with two people left, they'd let two people in. And that's how it worked. And it was awesome. I mean, it was crazy in there because, it was, again, it was like an atmosphere thing. It's not big, but I think it, I think sports would be something that would work the way they're repurposing with these villages or these neighborhoods in future world, mm -hmm. sports around the world. And it's a transition into World Showcase. Interesting. So, well, here's another owl box <laughs> idea. Are you ready to All deal right. with this? This is an idea that Disney will not like. But I Universal has NBC Bar and Grill, which has hundreds of televisions. It's Universal true. needs to be like, Come over for the for the event, right? We'll provide a shuttle and food and drink. We'll oh, take yeah. you over. And that's true. That's true. That's true. Because NBC Bar and Grill is actually a great place. And it's to huge. Watch. Yeah, it's it really is. Big. It's big. Yeah. So anyways, Universal is going to be like, Disney, you don't replace that ESPN club? That's fine. That's fine. Well, too, yeah, and, you, and you want to, you want to give everybody, because the last, this is it, and we're going to get to the questions, but the last thing that's going to give, you know, the people that are not sports fans a stroke is that Disney is, they're, they're in, they want to have gambling. I mean, because that yeah. is the thing. They, I'm sorry, but that's how it is. I mean, all these professional sports leagues are going to, you know, these things, these play, these companies like DraftKings and yeah. all these, you know, betting sites, online gambling. And Disney wants to do that in this. I hate to say, I don't know if they would have gambling in this place, but you got to have sports to bet on. You know what I'm saying? And Disney owns ESPN and ESPN has all the games. I mean, they host the, they host all the college football. I mean, they have all the college football. They have, I mean, they have, they have soccer, they have cricket. They have, I mean, they have all these contracts already in place and it would be synergy. But it, so just saying that, I mean, if ESPN's going away, give me the odyssey. I mean, it would not be a good replacement. I want something that's big, big. I like the environment. The thing is I, I love the sports. I can watch it on my phone. But what I like is I love being able to watch sports with people from all around the world. I love seeing the excitement of somebody that's like, I love watching. We were um, at Splitsville and we watched that game where Brady was playing against the Patriots or like last year at Splitsville when Brady went back to New England. Like I didn't have a dog in the fight. I could care less. I don't like the NFL right now, but it was cool to see like people that hated, you know, I mean, people from Boston, you know, like just want to kill this game. It was just fun to watch, you know, just be in the environment. So I don't know. It's crazy. So we'll see. Anyway, so get to the question. So we had a question here. Now that I <laughs> wait, do we do listener questions on this show? <laughs> Sorry, that, <laughs> that was that was it was it was that was. Uh, let's see here. So... And we went off on a mic tangent about sports. <laughs> hey, so I mean, it, it got back to the breaking news. It was the boardwalk, you know. So... Yes, yes. Breaking news. Yes. Okay. So Diane says, "Have the walls cleared up at all around the entrance of Epcot? Can't wait to be there next month, hoping to see some significant progress." So Ricky, you were just there. Oh yes, I was. Okay, it depends on what your definition of entrance is. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the front entrance is all cleared up. You know, where you walk in uh, and you see Spaceship Earth immediately, like all that's gone. After you go underneath Spaceship Earth and you start to go out into the middle, that's all walls. So, I mean, the, there's a giant wall all the way around after that point. So, uh, front walkway in, you're good to go. Middle, yeah, there's a lot of walls, sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, the thing is, we'll get there. Like, it, it's, we will. I mean, it's it's a process. Yes. I tell myself, you know, I gotta you gotta remember, like, long term, like Disney's Hollywood Studios was a tragic mess. Yes. For a long time, and now it's yes. a beautiful park, and so yes. it's you know it's you got to go through the rough times. So we'll get there. You do. You do. All right. Question from James in the inbox says, uh, "Let's see, for families bringing their own food into the parks." What are your top five quick service dining atmospheres? I heard recently that Electric Umbrella, RIP, used to have a cool upper level eating area, but obviously that's no longer an option. Where would you go to sit back, relax, and unpack a sandwich? So I thought we'd give, you know, maybe one or two real quick. I would go with, uh, go over to Tom Sawyer Island and uh, oh, maybe, maybe mm. snack over there if you bring it in, you know, a sandwich and some chips. Anybody? Ricky, we got a place? Um, so, I mean, I think it's a little bit harder to go into a place and bring your sandwich. Uh, so I'm going to say somewhere that's still connected to a counter service, but it, you, you are eating outside, but it's, you can have like, I think there's fans there. Um, but I was going to say backlot express. Um, they, they have a really large area where you could, you know, potentially eat, um, there. So that's, that's a good place. Where, yeah. It's a good yeah. place. It's, you know, covered, but fans and comfortable and yeah lots right. of tables yeah okay yeah, about, exactly. yeah, that's a good place yeah, yeah. pam what about you i think i would head to one of the resorts actually a lot of them have places like tables and stuff that you can sit at sort of by their playground area or um yeah. you know something like that and i think that's where i would head to one of the resorts another place whatever yeah. theme park you're going to yeah that's good I would also say uh, Flame Tree Barbecue has all that table seating. Uh, that's true. And there's a really covers. cool spot to see the water over yeah. there, too. So you you got to fight the aggressive birds. You do have to fight the very aggressive birds. Yes. Epcot, <laughs> you could sit like many places. Like, again, speaking of the, the aggressive birds is kind of the uh, theme, but over at the UK. Yeah, I was going to say, what about there. over uh, in, uh, in Japan uh, by the Quick Pots? Ah, yes. But I mean, yeah, you got to make sure that the people that are buying their food have a seat. But yeah. Right. That's kind of the, the biggest thing. You, yeah. you have to you have to choose places that have a lot of seating it for people who you know are buying food too. So. Alfred mm -hmm. chimes in with the lunching pad, so yeah, right there under the, uh, the TTA. Yeah. And uh, that's a hard spot to get though. It I is kind of it's hard spot spot when you're yeah. buying food. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can only imagine how hard it is. I have my sweet cheese cream pretzel. Give me a I seat. I, I want a spot to sit down. God, I haven't had one of those in forever. I love my sweet cheese cream pretzel. Mm, so good. Adam okay. seconds uh, flame tree barbecue. So give him a. Ding. There you go. Oh, that was loud. I know. It's supposed to be. <laughs> okay. Sean says, he has a question. Hey, BOGP crew. I have an upcoming trip in mid-June this year. I'll be traveling solo and have everything planned out except for one day. I plan on starting the day by getting my annual Tonga toast at the Polynesian and I'll be seeing the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. However, I'm conflicted on what I should do about dining. My original plan was to hit Artist Point before I head over to the Magic Kingdom, but being an introvert, I'm not sh so sure if I if doing character dining experiences is a good mix. My other idea is to hit Trader Sam's Grog Grotto when it opens and then dine at Ohana for the first time. What would you recommend? Should I chill around the Polynesian and relax before the Magic Kingdom, or should I take the risk and try out Artist Point? In case you're wondering if I can eat that much, the answer is yes. I'm a marathon runner and have an extremely high metabolism. Can't wait to hear your answers and keep up the great work. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Shout out to the <laughs> marathon runners because that means you can eat lots of TB. All right. So Stop. introverts and artists 
point. Now, see, I haven't done artist point with uh, the the uh, the Snow White scary uh, breakfast meal thing. Scary breakfast? It's it's dinner. Uh, dinner, but, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Where does she scare you? I, I honestly, done it at all. right now, I say go for it. Um, you know, I've. I've obviously done character meals uh, before, uh, when you know before COVID. But you know now with the fact that that they don't really come up to your table and they just kind of like walk by, you can. That's true. That is true. That's, you can it's enjoy more, them as much as you want at that point. So I mean, you know, it's not it's not like they're you know stopping by your table and you know. And honestly, you know, I've I've done it obviously since COVID too. Actually, at Disneyland, they kind of like they didn't really stop by your table, but they kind of paused a little bit um and you know you could get selfies with them and stuff like that but they just keep on walking if you don't really aren't really interested even even before covid you know they if, i'd take my picture and then they move on so um i say still go for it i think i think now is the perfect time to do it and i don't see a reason not to if that's really what you want to do go for that one they should or advertise this as like introvert friendly character dining. yeah right introverted char <laughs> yeah, <laughs> character dining, yeah like we heard the feedback from our guests and to be more accommodating to our introvert friends we have kept our uh our scary uh stepsisters uh it, it you know arm's length uh, from from you so they, they're not as scary i don't know so what would you do pam i mean it sounds like either one's kind of a, a good day i mean I really can't yeah go. right I, like i'm trying to think is there a wrong yeah. answer in this scenario there they both seem like fantastic options. And I have to agree with Ricky in that, you know, Disney character meet and greets, I feel were always very, Awkward. well, no, no. <laughs> I always thought that they did a good job sort of reading the room yes. when it came to things. Like if it were to happen to be just Steve and I, and we're like, yeah, like, hi, Donald. You're just like, like, hey, what's you up? Just give, you, give him, you give him the Isaac, you just give him the Isaac, like, Yep, pretty much. <laughs> then they're like, then they wave and they're still excited to see you, but they're like, doesn't have to be this like 10 minutes of awkward. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I thought that Disney characters in particular are really good at reading that. And I mm -hmm. think it's worth going to see, you know, I think that Disney does a great job with character meals. It's not just the characters. It's not just the food. It's really the total package and it's worth experiencing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of why you go get pictures and yeah. kind of have the experience because it's more that that's the whole thing. Character dining is more than, than a meal. It's an experience. kind of. Yes, thing. it really is. All right. Here's a question from one of my guests who is really excited. He gets to go on his first Disney cruise. He's been working on it over at the Magic for Less. I'm super excited for uh, Eric and his family. And he has a question here. He's been asking me to get it in. So here we go. He says, going to Disney World in late April with my eight-year-old daughter and six-year-old son who are the best of friends but also mortal enemies. So, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so I feel his pain. I've been there. I mean, every parent has been there. Okay. If you have two kids and I mean, I have kids that are 11 years apart and that is, could not be more true. Uh -huh. uh, we recently went to another event, which required us to wait in line for about 30 minutes. And I spent most of my time breaking up both verbal and physical fights between them playing doctor. When my daughter managed to fall over his, uh, when my daughter managed to fall over her own feet and get a cut, or I guess it was the son, on his knee, constantly redirected them both from standing on the line dividers and apologized about 50 times to others for my two little ones stepping on others' feet and bumping into them. By the time we got to the ride, I found myself using it more to relax from the stress of the 30 minutes in line than enjoying the ride itself. 
something tells me I'm not alone. This said, even with the Genie Plus options, we'll definitely be spending even more time in line and I'd love to hear some tricks, tips, and suggestions. I could bring their tablets and keep them in my backpack and whip them out as needed, but once they know the tablets are an option, they'll want them during every minute of wait time. And I feel that may take away from the time of being engaged with the valuable uh, family time. Help a dad out. Thanks. Eric is in Riverdale, Massachusetts. And Rick, or sorry, Eric, I feel your pain. I mean, every parent has had this. I just don't know what you do because for a long time, we just had Paige. You know, so like the the single kid. So you got to be the entertainment, right? I mean, Pam has been in that case, you know, when Hannah was little. But yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Like what advice? I mean, Ricky, you don't even have kids, but you've witnessed all this. I mean, what? So let me start with Pam. So Pam, what advice would you give? I mean, he's right. Electronics are a good distraction, but again, it's that balance. You don't want to, you want to be able to disconnect and have family time. You don't want to just throw a screen in front of the kid for the entire trip. I ha- we have a bit of experience in this with behavior modification and trying that. And that's basically what you're asking. So for anything to be something that is consistent and you have a good outcome, I suggest trying whatever you want to implement before you leave home, right? So your kids are used to it and you're used to it. So let's. this might mean you're going to the grocery store with extra kids, which is not always the best place to go and do that. But what you're going to do is find some kind of thing that you're going to do consistently, whether it is give them something positive for the behavior you're trying to encourage, right? Which is them being helpful or whatever. And that could be something as simple as you say to the one who's being great or the one who's not being, you know, the one who's kind of being a pain. Look at your brother or sister. They're doing such a great job, like X, Y, or Z. And if you do that consistently, kids will follow this lead. They do. It's crazy, the small things. You can set up little rewards that, like, if we can make it through this cue without there being a major incident and define what that is, then both of you can get a Mickey bar or whatever, set up, have them earn points to get what they want. And they can earn points by doing like good behavior things, or at least avoiding bad behavior things, whatever. If you want to say, if you earn five points, you get a Mickey bar, whatever. I'm not saying this has to cost a lot of money, but just set up something to help them succeed. And if you all do this ahead of time, I think it will be a big win for you. Yeah. It, 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 so it, it's spoken as a, as a former teacher to yourself. I mean, I can, yeah. I can see that. And so we had a program that we used forever in our school district called PBS and it became PBIS every year it changes, you know, letters. And it was like positive behavior systems, you know, and all that. And I called it positively yeah. bribing students is basically what it was. Cause it was all about, you know, giving kids things. But I mean, Hey, you're on vacation. I'm, I'm not above bribing a kid yeah. for good behavior. You know, no. I'm like, dude, if that's what it's got to be, if you got to bribe them with a the Mickey bar so they don't kill somebody in line, hey, it's a vacation. It's a means to an end. It's not going to, you know, the, it's not going to change your behavior for the rest of their life. It's going to keep everybody in that line happy. It's going to keep you sane. It's going to keep them happy. If you got to bribe them for a little bit, hey, I mean, and I, I have a master's degree in education. I'm not against that. So, 
Um, no, but you it know, worked. I mean, it works for us as adults, right? We don't, right, don't think of it as a bribe. We think of it as like this is the reward for your behavior, right? These are the consequences, whatever. I so, went to yeah. work today. I get a cookie when I get home. Well, I mean, right? I mean, but what you get is your paycheck, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean yeah. I showed up. I did my job. I get my paycheck. I get my money. I get to. That's <laughs> kind of a positive behavior strategy, right That's there. That's true. That's true. Do the magic. For less, have like a contest. Whoever books the most trips this month, like you know, you get like a gift card to Amazon. I was, on, I was like, I'll stay on the phone until eleven thirty tonight. Let's roll. You know, that's, what, that's how life works. I mean, it's, I'm competitive, right? It's all about encouraging the behavior you want to see, right? I'm not above a bribe. No, so. nobody is. I mean, it's just how the world works. But no. I mean, Lisa. I mean, all the parents feel this. Like Lisa in the live chat. My littles only get along in the pop century pool. I feel you there. That is so true. And uh, Tabitha has a good point though. She says in the live chat, I had to keep my ten year old son engaged on the Disney Play app and other games, uh, even with her being a little older, uh, haven't brave taken both my kids yet, though. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, I would definitely you could use the tablet or the, you know, the phone and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but use it sparingly, you know, right. use it where it's needed. And the thing is, like, and also Len talked about finding hidden Mickey's getting the hidden, hidden Mickey book. You know, I think it's about the variety is the spice of life. I mean, the queues have a lot of stuff going on. So in one queue where there's a lot going on, don't pull out the tablets. But I mean, if you're like in a switchback, yes. you know, that's where you pull out the tablet. Cause the switchback is where, where you, you see that same family. Exactly. <laughs> you got, you got the same family. You're going to be passing eight times where they can kick the same guy in the shins. Like dude, yes. give them a tablet. Especially if you see yeah. a guy that's six, three in a Cardinal Jersey and I'm down there at the same time in April. Yeah. Give them the tablet. So they don't kick me. Oh yeah, the heads up game. Uh, Ronda Lisa up from up in Canada. We've that was a great one. How many yeah. times have we played? I know we've played yeah. that in line. I don't know as adults. Yeah, true. We play the dude. Hannah's the master of pulling that game out. When we're in line with Hannah, she always pulls out the heads up game on the phone. I mean, also let's be honest. I mean, even as adults, we get bored in the line, and we're you know we're on our phones or whatever you know to distract mm-hmm. us from the wait. So. They're gonna need something to distract them from the weight. So I agree. And PM is this is why PM's my like, you know, grown up, you know, role model because <laughs> 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 like like you if I ever had kids, like she's exactly who I would aspire to be like. I'm like, dude, that's a great idea, Pam. <laughs> The funny thing is, I we like it. Though. But the funny thing is, we only occasionally kick people in the shins when we're in the lines. Right, I mean, it's right. Not too it's often. Usually each other. Yeah, it's, it's usually Julie yeah. doesn't kicking Ricky in the shins. Come like exactly. Ricky just knocked it off. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it goes. I can only reach your shins. Yeah, right. When I kick. Yeah. On social media, we're gonna get that device where I'm gonna get the plank that goes on my back like a backpack, so you can now see the parades. So I'm excited like about this. Yeah. I can I can finally stand and see the parades. Thanks, Mike. That's very appreciative. Whoever invented that, that was that was classic. That was. A great that was. Thing. I don't know who made that, but that looks like a. a yes. Long <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question of the day comes from listener Haley. She says, "Hey, Mike, love the show. Discovered it during the pandemic when I was looking for something positive to focus on. So thank you, and thank you, Yay, Haley. We're positive. That. We try. We I miss- love it. I love it when people bring up that more than anything else. I love that. I agree. I agree. Even though the last question is about kicking, kick siblings kicking, kicking each other in the shins. <laughs> yeah. Well. We're real too. Every once in a while, we get real. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, see, what we're trying to do is keep. Uh, honestly, the, the focus of that question was not about getting kicked in the shins; it was about avoiding you getting kicked in the shins if you happen to be standing next to that family. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, that's true. poor Eric, he's just trying to just keep his sanity. Because I've been there, man. I've been there. I get it. I get it. Okay, uh, continuing on with Haley's email. 
We missed our window to plan our second family Walt Disney World trip while my girls were both under 10. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. You know what? Here's the deal, though. It's not that big of a price difference between 9 and 10. <laughs> the biggest deal is if they went from 2 to 3. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, like, yeah. Right? Yeah. So if that happened, yeah. there you go. That's said trauma. Okay. <laughs> and I love my new mixer, by the way. And I'll, I'll stop doing it after this week. So there you go. Uh, so now I probably won't. Now my older daughter is a 10-year-old Disney, quotes, adult, but would really still enjoy character dining like Be Our Guest, Topolinos, etc. My understanding is she will be charged the adult price and I'm going to grit my teeth and accept that. However, will she be allowed to order the kid version of the meal even though she's 10. She's not a picky eater and would eat the adult food, but for example, if she sees that her sister can get Mickey waffle dippers at Topolino's and she can't, we're going to have issues. Thanks. <laughs> this is like the, this is like the kid issue show all of a sudden. And I did not pre-read like these questions. I mean, I read them when they come in, but they've been about a week. So I did not That's intend so for funny. this to be also the boardwalk reimagination sports uh, betting show and the uh, kids kicking each other. <laughs> it's all over the place on this one. This show has been everywhere. And we have an announcement about future questions coming up right after this, uh, this question. So, but real quick, Pam, there will be no, you are going to pay the adult price once they're 10, but you can order off the kid's menu, right? Yeah, they have sort of a, an adult price version of the kid's item. Yeah. So that's to stop, I think, adults from being like, I would like to pay the kid's price. And yes. the kids right. meal. They'll be exactly. like, oh, we have a special adult size version of the kid's meal. So yeah, you'll be absolutely She'll be able to do that. And by the way, at Topolino's, anyone who wants to order Mickey Dipper waffles can get them. Heck and you yeah! can actually <laughs> order an entree, an adult entree, and say, the table would like to split <laughs> the, the Mickey Dipper waffles. Yes. yes. So yes. you can order them for the table. Yes, I like this <laughs> Which idea. is my favorite thing to do. So, I love when they yeah, order for the awesome. table. The table's awesome. I, I appreciate the table. Yes, me too. <laughs> The whole table benefits. Yes, yes they, they do. do. <laughs> okay, so that is the last question of the day, but we have something that we want to do here that we talked about before we start recording for the Lister Question Show. We're going to do one here in about two or three weeks coming up, a special Lister Question Show. Pam, you had this idea. So let everybody know what we're looking for. We're soliciting special questions for a show here in about three weeks. So give us your idea. So what we're looking for is your craziest Disney vacation planning question and we know that you have them now if it's so crazy you don't even want your name yeah, it could be anonymous. we can do anonymous. first initial yeah. we can do like you know jr from no we won't even from do dallas. first and last initial yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> from wherever <laughs> jr from dallas <laughs> right but we want to hear them we want to hear about your questions because we've all seen some pretty crazy ones um we need a hashtag, Mike. So when they post it on, um, so like BOGP. Crazy question? Well, it's too crazy long. Crazy question. So. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, crazy question or uh, it could be uh, CQ. BOGP CQ for crazy question. That'd be, like, right. that'd be something. CQ. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Or, so anyways, anyway, but so you, could, you, you could also email them to me at mikebrguestpodcast.com and just put crazy question in the there heading. You. Good. That'd probably good. be easier too. But I'm, I think it'll be interesting to see the kind of crazy listener questions that our guests have. And by the way, if you have some crazy question, 
that you wanted to ask, but we're Now's embarrassed to do so. Now's your time. Yes. So, so we'll have fun with that. Anyways. Yes. Yeah, so Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com, send those in just crazy questions. Just, you know, some absurd thing you've always wondered about, put it in there. But uh, yeah, B-O- hashtag BOGPCQ, and we'll uh, we'll kind of uh, con- put those all together. So that will be fun. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll get to those here in a, probably about three weeks. I'm thinking we'll give some time to let those kind of get out there. All right. So we are going to duck out of here, and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. We got the replay where we, we brainstormed the idea for the Odyssey becoming a sports bar. It all came together in one show, so you get to hear that tomorrow on the, the replay with all the great calls. And then Friday, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of the three major resort categories at Walt Disney World. The values, the moderates, and the deluxes, because they all do. I mean, there's some things the values do better than the deluxes, and we're going to talk about that. Obviously, the deluxes do a lot of things better than the other ones because you're paying extra, but we're going to talk about there are things that each one of those categories does better and worse than the other categories. So we'll talk about that on Friday. And also on Friday, we'll be celebrating 14 years to the day. Of podcasting here on the BR Guest Podcast. We're excited for that. So come back for that, the big birthday party. We'll bring the cake, you bring the napkins, and we'll have a good time. So don't forget, as always, today's show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love you to just drop by the website today, themagicforless.com. You can check out all the great trip planning tools. I like looking at the pictures, but I've always liked that since I've been a little kid. Um, pictures are always fun. There's, you know, you can check out the, I love the resort guides. So if you want to go to Walt Disney World, this is where you start. You can check out, you know, you want to stay at French Quarter. Go check out the French Quarter link. It shows you all the pictures of the rooms. You can check out the Sasagula River. You can check out the dining. And then you can, you know, while you're there, fill out the quote form, put some dates. You know, you're thinking about doing six days of tickets, five days of tickets. It doesn't really matter. Just put what you think might work for you. We'll get you some pricing and availability. But honestly, that's just the starting point. And then we narrow things down from there for you till we get it just right. It's like a funnel, right? That's how I tell my guests. We look at it as a funnel. You put some dates. It starts out kind of real big at the top, and then we kind of whittle things down till we get it just perfect for your family or for just you for that trip, and then you have a great trip paying the least amount possible, and you're going to have a magical time. We, we promise you that. So just drop by themagicforless.com today. Fill out that quote form, of course, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Universal. We'll take care of you. So drop by themagicforless.com today. Also, please use that Amazon affiliate link, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. That really does help us out. And thank you so much to our patrons who support us each month. We couldn't do this without you. Our patrons get a bonus show, Mike in the Midwest, every week. Come on over and join us for that over at uh, Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Give Ricky a follow on the social media. She's at Ricky Nibs. Pam is at TMFLTPam. Of course, this is on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BeOurGuestMike. I'd love to talk to you this week, so give me a follow over there on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, subscribe to the show on Facebook and YouTube so you can join us when we record. You can uh, be in the live audience and have fun and and get in on the pre-show, the post-show, all that fun stuff. And if you don't mind, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd sure appreciate that. And thank you to everybody who has done that so far. It is very, very much appreciated. All right, we're going to get out of here and be back again Thursday and Friday celebrating 14 years of the show. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so very much. So for Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.